Well, amen, amen, amen. Good morning to all of you. Top of the morning, amen. This is Monday morning, November the 2nd, Voters Day Eve, Election Day Eve, amen. We have one more day. It's been a journey. We've come up from a mighty long ways and God has kept us, amen. And we've managed, man, to get out there and get our votes in early. And we're still praying that someone else that may be on the line this morning that haven't voted, that you'll be encouraged to rush out and get yours done and and take somebody with you and encourage them to the very last. Let's work that vote because that vote works. Amen. And we just thank God, amen, for the process being done and conducted safely this morning uh, without all these threats and all this domestic uh, attack that's going on out there. Amen. And we just give God praise that they will not be able to suppress, uh, amen, the, the, the vote, the right of the voter. Amen. And so we thank the Lord this morning. Thank God for all of you who already voted, that did vote. We appreciate that. Amen. And continue to talk to your family members. You know, they got until 8 p.m., I think, tomorrow. Uh, amen. And, and, and so they're going to have to go out there and drop the ballot off at a at a at a polling site. Amen. Can't mail it off right now or actually go to a site and register and, and be and be registered and go ahead and vote. Amen. So we give God praise. We got one more day. Amen. Almost a whole 24 hour period. So we thank God. Amen. For the right to vote, the, the, you know, the constitutional right to vote. Amen. That's the law of the land. So we should exercise it fully. Amen. And no one should be denied that, are, that is a registered voter in Jesus' name. Amen. Plenty, plenty of virtual sites out there. If you need to know what to do, where to go, people can just pull it up, look it up, and it'll pop up and give you more information than you can you can ever imagine so you can make a well-informed decision and not go to the wrong location but be at the right location and doing the right thing to exercise your gut, your, 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 your governmental right. Amen. So we want to welcome you this morning to the Creating a Proud Culture for God. I am Pastor Lester Hayes, and I'm here with my wife, my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes, Amen this morning. And we greet all of you in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so grateful. We're so humble. We're so thankful to the Lord. Amen. To be able to receive new mercy and grace this morning, a new day that the Lord has made that we've never seen before the day. And we're just so glad that we know that this is a day that the Lord has made and we are going to rejoice. We plan to rejoice and be glad in it, knowing all that is going on outside, uh, you know, in our nations and in our, 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 our cities and in our towns, our communities, and in some cases in our very local jurisdictions. There's things going on out there right now that we know that is not of God. And so we have the power and we have bound those things right now in the name of Jesus and we have released the peace of God out there on those troubled spots right now in the name of Jesus. We have demanded and we have declared some things that God promised that we would have if we would just ask. And so we've asked God for peace. We've asked God for his divine intervention. We've asked God for his protection. We've asked him for, for his peace, his, his, his joy, his righteousness. We've, we've asked him for his security. We've asked him to cover us with the blood and dispatch angels and camp them round about us. We've asked God to fill every heart out there that's empty with love and with peace and with good things. Amen. And we've just asked God to release some things after we have bound some things, which is our God-given right to do that. Whatever we bind on earth, we know God is bounded in heaven. Whatever we've released on earth, we know it's been released from heaven. And we believe that it'll, it'll arrive at the designated spots and on time. Amen. 
And so all things work well for the good of they that love God and them which are called according to his purpose, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. We know availing much right now. If we had not have prayed, then we could not expect that. But because we prayed and asked, we shall receive and we give God praise for that in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So I want to welcome all of you this morning from across the world this morning. Amen. That's chiming in today, tuning in today, watching some of you uh, on TV, whatnot, whatever your news outlet station, listening by radio, whatever, you're keeping up tracking what is going on. Some others are out there praying too. Amen. Because you've got loved ones and friends and, and associates out there, man, that, that right now, man, you know, are, are a little bit fearful for what's going on. They didn't expect to be attacked, but it's going down, y'all. And we know the devil is busy, but God is more busy. Amen. And we know who's going to get the final say. God. Amen. Devil can't win as long as we keep him under our feet, as long as we bind him, amen, and we can, we can, you know, we can make a difference. We can swing at the outcome of things, amen, if we pray and just believe and don't doubt in our hearts. We should have those things that we say. Even now we speak in the mountains and they got to come down and be cast into the sea of forgiveness, never to be heard of again, amen. Walls are falling, crumbling right now in the name of Jesus. Eyes are being opened that people can see and behold wondrous things. From the plan of salvation, amen, when they're blinded to the things of man, we can see, uh, you know, eyes open to the things of God. And that's what we want this morning, to be in, invested in the things of God as we go into his word this morning. And so we give God praise. We give him glory. We give him honor. Amen. Wonderful day yesterday. Amen. Awesome word yesterday morning. Awesome uh, praise and worship yesterday provided by the More Than Conquered Warriors Praise Band awesome ministry of the word yesterday by our very own pastor pastor phoebe thank you all so much for your support all of you out there, we just thank God this morning. Thank God for our very own Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe from More Than Conquerors Warriors with us this morning. Thank you for any of our ministers that are on, any clergy from around the world this morning, regardless of your title. We thank God that you chose to be with us this morning. Thank you for your prayers and your interest in what we're, what we're, what we're teaching and preaching, sound doctrine, non-denominational ministries here. Uh, no denomination, sorry if we disappoint you with that. But we just thank and praise God this morning that we speak in the truth and love without compromise preaching and teaching the unadulterated, infallible, authentic, original word of God, inspired by, by God, amen, given to those prophets, those apostles, original eyewitnesses, and they wrote it down and they passed it on so that we might believe, amen, given these things so that we might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that his name is the only way we shall have and receive eternal life, and that's in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 31. And so we thank God that we get to partake of these things that he wrote, these revelations of Jesus Christ. The living revelations of Jesus Christ, who is the living word of God, incarnated, made flesh, dwelling among us, full of grace and truth, still the same today, yesterday and forever, have not changed, still the only name by which men can be saved, Savior of the world. And we give God praise that there is no other name. Amen. By which men can be saved. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do them as power in the name of Jesus. And we thank God for the spirit of truth this morning, which is the promise from the Father, the Holy Ghost, who's going to be with us this morning. He's actually the teacher teaching us all things, bringing everything back to our remembrance. And therefore, the memory of the just is blessed this morning because the Holy Ghost is able to renew our mind with the things of God. And we can spiritually discern the word of God 
God because a carnal mind cannot. So we have to have the aid and the assistance of man, the function of the Holy Ghost living in us, man, to be able to do that. So we spiritually can discern because we're not dealing with flesh and blood here. We're dealing with spiritual, uh, you know, the spiritual kingdom of God. Amen. Which is his rule, his reign, his dominion, uh, his way of doing things, his glory, his presence. Amen. His power, his authority. These are the things that make up the kingdom of God because he's not a queen, but he's a king of that kingdom. And we're citizens of that kingdom. And we need to understand as tenants how to be able to please him in that kingdom. You know, he says that if we strive and aim to please him in, you know, in, uh, in, 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 in the spirit, amen, not in material things, not in, you know, material things as the world tried to, man, but, you know, in, in, in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He said, then we're accepted of the king of that kingdom and we're approved of men. So we give God praise this morning. We know that the kingdom of God is not in word only, but also in power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon us. We shall receive power to be a witness unto Jesus, all Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Amen. And so we give God praise. We give him glory. We seek first the kingdom of God, his way of doing things, his authority, his power, his glory, his presence, his reign, his rule this morning amen and all these earthly things shall be added unto us that he know we have need of and so father we come this morning in the awesome incredible amazing name of your son jesus praying lord god uh, the way you taught your, your your first followers as they asked you to teach them to pray and you said pray in this manner when you pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debt toys lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is your kingdom the power and the glory forever and and ever amen and amen now holy ghost have your way give us a word of wisdom a word of knowledge this morning that we can go forward with the revelations of jesus christ and we can have the victory walk in the victory fight from the position of victory as we encounter opportunities today souls that need to hear a word from the lord today encourage somebody along the way maybe they're lost maybe they're backslidden maybe they're part of a son or daughter maybe they're gay maybe they're straight maybe they're mature immature it doesn't matter to us maybe they struggle with the deity of christ but you said who do men say that I am, but who do you say that I am? Hopefully the opportunity presents itself for us to be able to share you with someone today is our prayer and hope today. Bless everyone on this line right now with ears to hear what's about to be said by the Holy Ghost. And I pray, God, in the name of you, that you increase, that I decrease right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, then. So I want to speak to you this morning. Again, this is Monday morning, uh, November the 2nd, 2020. <clears throat> you are now on the Creating a Proud Culture for God. Amen. Dedicated to him to use it for his glory. Uh, we were talking about the revelation of the rejection of Jesus's claims uh, out of the book of John, the fifth chapter, uh, verses uh, 37 through 47. Amen. And we got started again yesterday, talked a little bit about, you know, some things out of the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse five. Uh, out of the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 all the King James Bible the book of Exodus chapter 19 verse 19 the King James Bible and uh, out of the book of first King uh, chapter 19 verse 12 the King James Bible talking about that little still small voice talking about the various ways amen amen that Jesus speaks to us so that we don't end up rejecting his claims and we see that it goes all the way back 
to the old covenant. Even before that, amen, God's voice was going out in various things, tempests, uh, you know, storms, you know, God always had a way to get the attention of those who denied his claims, those who struggled with believing that he was who he said that he was. Amen. Those who even when they had proof and they had signs, they still denied. But it didn't stop God, as we learned in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 30, the King James Bible, you know, about how he spoke, you know, with fire and devouring fire. Matter of fact, you know, indignation of anger and that glorious voice they heard, man, I'm telling you, man, the prophets heard it, spoke through the tempest that they were scattered about and through hailstones. We learned all of that. Full, He was full of majesty as Ezekiel recorded in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 43, verse 2, the King James Bible. And then, uh, you know, there was witnessing of God's divinity. Some things happened that you just could not deny that it was not God. You know, some things were like loud, boisterous noises. Some things, man, you had many waters. Some things just, his glory just shone around everywhere. You could see it on the countenance of people. Like when Moses came down with the law off the mount, they could tell something had happened. Moses had stood in the very glory and presence of God, and they could not deny that Moses had actually heard God. But they were so impatient, they couldn't wait for him to come back. So they built golden calves and and, and, and they heard Korah's voice telling them, we need to, we need to build a, a golden calf like we had back in Egypt, something physical we can worship. They got out of the spirit realm and they got back into the flesh. And Aaron and Miriam, man, went along with it out of fear and took up all the gold and whatnot and melted it down and made that calf. And they began to worship. And here come the man of God with the tablets of the law man on his shoulders and, and saw this awful sight. Amen. He had done been bidded by God. He heard the call of God for him to come up on that mountain and receive the law. And I'm so glad that that one man obeyed God when everybody else disobeyed God. And if God can just have one person to obey him, my God, he said in Jeremiah chapter five, verse 11, he said, I will spare the city. Amen. With Abraham, Abraham said 50, Lord, he's righteous men. He got all the way down to 10 righteous. And so the Lord is looking for a remnant, some righteous people, man, that will hear his voice in the day of provocation and remember what happened to all those generations who heard his voice, but rejected him and didn't believe his claims, even as he gave them signs to the Jews. But then there were those who believed him without a sign. And so we thank God this morning. Amen and we're able to hear the voice of God. And so let's just pick up our discussion this morning over here in the book of uh, John, the fifth chapter, uh, verse 38, 39, and hopefully get down to 40. But I just want to read this right here to preface where we're going this morning out of the book of John, chapter 12, verse 28, 20, and 29, the King James Bible. And this is talking about how God's voice is always misunderstood by man. God always knows what he's going to say, when he's going to say it, and who he's going to say it to. And he already pre have determined, Pastor Sharon, who's going to hear his voice. He said, my children will hear my voice and another voice. They will not follow. Amen. And so he's always speaking, but we're not always listening. And for those of us who are listening, unless we know a little something, something about how to hear God when he speaks, how he, what is his methods? And we've went over a whole bunch of them yesterday. We will end up rejecting and doubting that that's God's claim. That's why you got to know, because there's many, many people out there. The Antichrist spirit is out there. False prophets, false teachers, false preachers, all that is going on out there right now. They have that 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 way unto man that seemeth right, it sounds good, it sounds authentic. You know, they got that charisma, man, you know, but you know, charisma don't get it done. 
They say they got that anointing, man, but they ain't destroying no yokes. All those things, man, they have in word, but they don't have the deed. They don't do the work. You know, just like he said to us in the book of Luke chapter 8, verses 20 and 21, he said, my kinsmen, my family, my folks, my, my brothers, my sisters, my mothers, my fathers, he said, they are the ones who hear the word of God and do it, that corresponding action. There are a lot of people out there hearing the word and they're doing what they want to do. There are a lot of people out there who have pastors after their own heart. They don't have pastors after God's own heart. And so if those people are speaking to you, it's based on the tradition of men. It's not based on the demonstration of the spirit and power of God. It's not based on the inspired word of God, even though it sounds so good and make your ears itch is what you want to hear. Amen. And so we just thank God. Amen. That that we don't misunderstand what he's saying because we asked him for wisdom and he gave it to us. And then we made sure we hung around long enough and we're still hanging around long enough to get some understanding because that's the principal thing. That's more important than anything because you got to be able to apply it to your everyday life. And so let's see what he's saying here. What's, what's always, how, how it's always misunderstood by man in the book of John chapter 12, verse 28 and 29, the King James Bible. He says, you know, it's misunderstood by men. Listen at what he says here. He says, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven. Where does that voice come from that we want to hear? From heaven. There's a lot of voices out there coming from, <coughs> you know, mega platforms and mega churches and mega whoever and mega prophets. And, you know, and, and so they got all kind of levels for master prophet and all kinds of stuff now, you know, but it's not of God. That's why men misunderstand it because there's only one master. Though. I don't worship no master but Jesus. And so let's see what he says here. There came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said uh, uh, angel spake to him. And so you have to understand now, get this in your mind. Imagine what's happening here. And, and, and you can almost, your ears almost perk up, man, because now you're starting to expect, man, how God speaks to men and how they misunderstand God. Because sometimes you got people's voices and they talk in such a way. You got some great orators out there. You got some people out there, man, can get their crone on and, you know, and ask for five or six amen before they say anything to you, man. And, They'll clear, man, the Holy Ghost up in here, man. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, man. They'll go through all that emotion, man, just to try to incite people. But I, I haven't seen many of them, man, that say, man, that I heard a voice from heaven. You know, I, I haven't seen many of them say I heard a voice from heaven. Did it thunder? Did the place shake? I've been in places before, man, when I was overseas doing ministry, man. I couldn't believe some of the things that I witnessed over there. But I couldn't deny that it was nobody but God because wasn't nobody else there. You know, wasn't nobody else there but me and the group of people I was working with. And I'm in a foreign country and I really don't speak the language. But some kind of way, God's voice was being heard and people were being saved. People were being baptized. I baptized. I don't know how many people in Shimmy Beach at the Panama Canal. Some of them was Catholic. Some of them was an Indian tribe in the jungle. Naked they came in the world. It didn't matter. All these, all these different diversity of people, man, was responding to the voice of God. I was preaching the gospel, and I had interpreters, man, speaking their language. They could understand what I was saying. God was using them. But the people heard God's voice. And they came and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I saw people walking on top of the, running on the water, really, when they came up out of the water full of power. I saw all of that. I witnessed all of that. And I knew it wasn't my voice. It was God who had spoke through my voice. 
and I had interpreters on each side and how they could keep up with what I was saying in English and saying it in their language. It amazed me, but they heard God's voice. You know, sometimes I went off and spoke in the Holy Ghost myself because it was so much power there till I couldn't do nothing but yield to the spirit. And some of them told me they understood exactly what I was saying in their language. I ain't dispute that. I know the end result was they got baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost, regardless of what language they spoke. So, so, you know, you, you, you can't deny that it was God, you know, it was God, you know. And so let's go on here a little bit further, man, you know, and he says, nor seen the shape. There's been nobody that's seen the shape of God. You know, that we learned that back in verse 38. Let's see what he says here. It says, why? Because God is in, invisible to man, meaning he is unseen. Okay. No man can see God and live. He said, don't let nobody lie to you. Amen. That they have seen God. Not in the, not, not, if you wasn't there, you didn't see him apostles. <laughs> you know, you, you, you can call yourself apostle all you want to. You can grab a title and put it on yourself all you want to. You can have groups of people, Illuminati, all them brotherhoods assigned names and titles to you if you want to, you know. But nobody's ever seen God, so don't lie to the people. It says in a dream, a vision, a clouds, out of a out of body experience, died and went to heaven and came back to earth. I don't seen too many people give up and give testimony. Got millions of people coming to hear their testimony. Then they end up writing a book how they had an out of body experience. They died and went to heaven. They saw Jesus and came back. Can't document that with scripture. You know, Paul went up to the third realm of heaven. That was Paul, the apostle Paul. Ain't nobody on this earth right now with no title was as anointed and saved and filled with power in the Holy Ghost as Paul. These were rare people. These were rare, special people. There's nobody on this earth right now, man, can even measure up to their level of wisdom and knowledge and anointing. So don't let nobody lie to you. A charisma is not anointing. Okay? Charisma does not feed a meal to the people that's authentic and inspired of God. Original. And so he goes on, man, to say, you know, that there's no shape, okay? No shape. No, but don't let them lie to you. Uh, in the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 20, King James Bible says this, And he said, now listen to Moses, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. So you just got to believe that it's God. If, it, if, it, if it's supported by the scripture, it's God. If it's not, it's not God. Just that simple. Don't read into it. Don't add nothing to it. You know, don't go to, to no psychic networks and palm readers and Ouija boards and horoscopes and get caught up in that. That's a whole nother discussion. There are no answers there for anything spiritual. It's all the money based on false teaching, speculation, chance, you know, guessing. Uh, in the book of Job, chapter 9, verse 11, the King James Bible, and Job ought to know a little something, something. You know, he was the most blessed man on the earth, and God chose him, to, selected him for Satan, to tempt him. He said, hey, have you tried my servant Job? So let's see here what Job got to say about that boy. Job said, lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passes on also, but I perceive him not. Now, Job could acknowledge the presence of God, but Job said, hey, though he slay me, I'm still going to believe him. I'm still going to believe him because he give life and he have the right to take it. But Job said, I, I know that I haven't done anything wrong. I know God is here. I know, I know him. 
I, even though I haven't physically seen him, I don't need to because when I come to him, I believe that he, he who he said he is and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Job had enough knowledge and enough of a relationship with God to know that God was there. He never left him. He was always there. Even though his friends and his buddies and everybody, man, was coming, they saw Job wiped out in him. They saw Job children dying. They saw Job, all that wealth and that empire he had just taken over, man. He lost all of that boys. He was sick almost under death and people tell him to curse God and die. Job said, uh-uh, I still acknowledge that he's with me. He has not left me or forsaken me. I'm not going to do that. I'm waiting to hear from God. And in the end, the Bible says, man, that Job had to hear from God because he prayed for his friends and God restored Job and gave Job double for all of his trouble. That's in the book of Job chapter 42, verse 10. So he had to hear something, all that he went through. But he did not do what man said. He did what God said. Amen. Uh, the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 8, the King James Bible says this. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And I go backwards. And he says, but I cannot perceive him. No matter where Job looked, he could not see God. But all he could do was acknowledge that God was there. Sometimes, man, don't spend all your time trying to see God in no cloud and all of that. Listen for that still small voice. Don't be like the, the common person and misunderstand God. Read the scripture so you'll know when it's God. It'll be authentic. In the book of John chapter 1, verse 18, the King James Bible, listen to what he says here. No man have seen God at any time. The only begotten of the Son only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. He declared him. That's good enough. Whatever Jesus declared is what we ought to believe. You know, if you need a sign, Jews, he'll give you a sign. But you're more blessed if you believe him without a sign. Why? He hath declared him. Jesus hath declared the father who came out of the bosom of the father. You know, John was in Jesus' bosom, so that's why John can write this revelation about Jesus, the only begotten of the Father. Jesus was in the bosom of the Father and came out. He can declare him too, just like John declared Jesus because he was beloved of Jesus. He laid on his bosom. He had that personal, intimate relationship. Well, Jesus was the same one with the Father, you know, came down here. In the book of John, chapter 5, verse 37, the King James Bible, which we went over yesterday, listen to what it says. And the Father himself, which have sent him, hath borne witness of him, Okay, God the Father testified, that's my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Remember when John baptized him, the dove-like figure that came on him. Remember the voice from heaven. They recognized who that voice was. It wasn't John's voice, it was God's voice. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. You know, we just talked about that, you know. Uh, Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, the King James Bible says this, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Here's another, here's another a writing of Paul testifying, you know, the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17, the King James Bible. Here's another testimony of Paul. Now under the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Look at how Paul is describing him. Listen at how Paul is describing him. And Paul never really saw him, but he heard him. You know, he was immortal. He was eternal. He was invisible. You know, he was the only wise God. Nobody could speak to Paul, an educated man, and hearing what he heard on the road to Damascus and thereafter as an ambassador, as a representative, you know, as, a, as an apostle. He goes on in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, the King James Bible. He says, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, just can't do it and live, who no man hath seen, you know, don't let them lie to you, nor can see, 
Can't do it in this body. Going to have to wait until you get that incorruptible body and that, that, that immortality and put it on as we read in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Amen. Verses 40 all the way down to verse 50, uh, the last verses. Uh, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. He still requires uh, 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 everlasting power. He still have all authority. He's still God, immortal, invisible, you know, only wise God. The book of John chapter 4, verse 12, the King James Bible. First, the, the first John, the book of first John chapter 4, verse 12, the Queen James Bible says this. No man have seen God at any time, so don't let him lie to you. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. That's the key right there. And his love is perfected in us. His love, not ours. Book of Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, Now the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Verse 38 now says this, And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he have sent him ye believe not. God's word is always despised. Okay, I don't care who the vessel is. It's always going to be despised. Jesus Christ is rejected. Amen. So they might reject us because they rejected him only by unbelievers, though, only by unbelievers, because if you come to God, the first thing you can do to help yourself is believe that he's who he say he is and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. If you can't believe him for what he says about himself or what other witnesses have said that we just witnessed, then believe him for the works that he do the things he do, the miracles. We know that there are those despisers of the word of God. Matter of fact, in the book of Psalm chapter 50, verse 17, the King James Bible says, seeing thou hateth instruction and casteth my words behind thee. Now, this is David telling them, you know, even David did that too sometimes, but he was still a man after God's own heart. Uh, the book of Isaiah chapter five, verse 24, the King James Bible says this, therefore, as the fire devours the stubble, and the flame consumeth the shaft, so their roots shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall be up, shall go up as dust, because they listen, isn't that the reason why? Because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. A lot of people suffered in that day and in that age because of that reason. When God is saying, if you if you related to me in the spirit, my kinsman, I recognize you by those who hear, the, hear God's word and do it. The rest of you cast it, you despise it, you reject it. That's why I divorced you, Israel. It goes on to say in the book of Isaiah, chapter six, verse 10, the King James Bible, make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes. Least they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Now, he's teaching them there what not to depend on your natural ears, your natural eyes, you know. He, what he's telling you is this, uh, let the spirit of God reveal it to you. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's not by cunning, crafty ways that manipulate and exploit. It's not by false prophets, false teachers, tradition of men that have made the glorious God of no effect. Only by a demonstration of the spirit and power of God. You know, his spirit, the spirit of truth, teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance. Anything else, man, is a phony. It's false. And then he goes on to say in the book of Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 9, the King James Bible, he says, the wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. You know why? Because they realize their knowledge is limited. Their power is limited. They realize that there's only so much they can do. And then they got to depend on God. Jeremiah figured this out. He tried to run away too. But God said, no, I called you in your mother's womb. 
No, Jeremiah, tell me what you see now in the spirit. And he says, lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord and what wisdom is in them. If God put the wisdom in you because you asked him for it in your inner parts, hide it there, you know, truth in your inward being, creating me, Lord, a clean heart, renew with me a right spirit. Remember, David said, whatever you do, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. He knew that was the spirit of truth. He knew. He knew the Holy Ghost has the wisdom of God to be revealed as you need it. Bring it back to your remembrance. David knew this. Jeremiah knew this. All these prophets knew this because they had been with the Lord in the spirit. Thus says the Lord, remember the language. The spirit of the Lord came on me. They knew who it was. They knew where that wisdom came from out of this world. Mind blowing. Not like the wisdom of men. You know, that make the glorious gospel of no effect. A couple of more of these and we're going to end. He said, for since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil because the word of the Lord, there it is. The word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. This is Jeremiah again. Jeremiah was hearing the word of God. The spirit of the Lord was coming on him. He didn't fully grasp what he was hearing until he had that encounter back in chapter six of Jeremiah with the Lord. You know, and the Lord purged his lips. The Lord purged him, took fire in the spirit off that off that fireman and, and put it on the hot coal on his mouth. He said, purge me, you know, because the stuff he was saying, man, it was it wasn't making sense spiritually because he wanted to give up and quit. But he couldn't. He tried to find him a cave and go hide. He couldn't couldn't run away. So he just gave up, you know, and that's when the Lord spoke to him and he could hear that voice. Uh, over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 36, verse 23, the King James Bible, this is what it says. And it came to pass that when Judah, when Jehudah had read three of uh, four leaves, he cut it with the, uh, uh, the penknife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. And so you have to again look at how God speaks to us different than anybody else, okay? Anybody else. And this uh, Jeremiah here is beginning to hear, to see things, amen, and he's paying attention here spiritually to see what God is going to do. These were kind of like practices that they went through, man, because they, want, it, 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 they wanted to make sure that it was God. So they did things that, that no man could claim that it was him, but it was God, okay? But it was God, you know? And so, yes, it's just like when they cast lots to see what the lots was going to do to choose who was going to replace Judas Iscariot. Well, these are other systems that they have in place right here that distinguish them from anybody else. They were considered holy men of God. They were considered voices of God. They were considered prophets. And whatever they heard God say, do just like he told Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah, first chapter, verse 12. Jeremiah, tell me what you see. He said, I saw an almond branch. Here's another one of those episodes where Jeremiah is doing some things here that the people can't figure out. They don't have the wisdom to know what Jeremiah is doing because God didn't reveal it to them. You know, and so what he's doing right here, man, is exactly what God instructed him to do. And he's seeing what God is going, how God is going to respond to this act. Okay, last verse right here is in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 34, the King James Bible said, Despisers reject Jesus Christ, the Gurgis signs, for example, and behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. 
Remember, we're talking about those who reject his claims, those who reject him, those who despise him, despise his word. They don't want to hear it because it was a threat to their power. It was a threat to their control, to their government uh, ability to exercise uh, government over the people, tell the people what to do. You know, people thought they were holy people. They thought they were people of God. Remember what he said about the Pharisees and Sadducees. They're hypocrites. They're vipers, you know. Walk around with all them scriptures, man, have no power, you know, operating in fear. Got the people afraid of them. Well, he's calling them out right here. You know, he's, he said, you, you, you reject my word. You reject me. You know, you go about trying to create your own righteousness, which ain't no righteousness at all. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Eleven at the whole lump. Amen. Uh, the book of Mark chapter 6, verse 3, the King James Bible says this, the people of Nazareth is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Jose and Judah and Simon. Remember, Jesus had some half brothers. We talked about them, four of them and two sisters that are not mentioned and are not his sisters here with us. And they were offended at him. So there's his half brothers right there and two sisters. They just don't give their names. And so, you know, they, they, they're rejecting him because he's the carpenter's son. They're not accepting him because he's God's son. They're just looking at the manliness about him, the earthliness about him, the son of man. But they're missing the fact that these things are given to them that they might believe that he is the son of God and that only through his name can they have eternal life. So we're going to end right there. Again, we're talking about the claims of Jesus being rejected. Amen. As we can see here by family members. We can see here, man, by the by the clergy of that day, by the priests, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the everybody, man, now is rejecting Jesus's claims. Just a, a little while ago, as we saw, man, they was eating it up. They were bringing family members on pallets, tearing up folks' houses, trying to get to Jesus because he was doing the miracles. Look how quickly the tide turns. That's how people are today. If they can't twist Jesus' arm and give him to do what they want him to do, the first thing they'll holler when the tragedy comes. But well, where is Jesus at now? So, Father, we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning. We will never deny, reject, despise your word. We will always come to you believing that you are who you say you are and you'll do what you say you're going to do. So we thank you this morning and praise you that you are still the author, the finish, and developer of our faith. You're still the first and the last. You were in the beginning, the word. You are the word. You are God, the word. And so, Father, we thank you that you have given us these revelations that we might believe that you are the son of God. And we choose to believe this morning all the time in every situation that you never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God, we just thank you and praise you that even now others that have heard your word are coming to you right now believing that you are who you say you are and that you would do those things, God, that you promised that you would do. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We have your word, which is your guarantee. We have your word, which is your agreement with us, O oh God. In every generation, you establish your word as we see with Jeremiah, we see with Isaiah and Elijah. We see, God, throughout the teachings of the scripture that we've gone over this morning and others dating back to the old covenant, that through every generation, you always establish your covenant with your people for those who would believe, those unbelievers, Lord God, they were already redeemed, condemned because they chose not to believe. There are those today that choose not to believe. There are 4,200 different denominations out there, Lord God, who don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ, just like they did not recognize him. The limit of their understanding and wisdom was that they thought he was just Joseph, the carpenter's son out of Nazareth. But God, in the name of Jesus, we know that he came down from heaven, sent, Lord God, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, to be the life and the light of all men everywhere. And God, they did not recognize him, his very own people. But today we choose to recognize who you are. 
because we see it in your word. We can reflect on what's in your word. We can meditate what's on your word. We can read and we can study, Lord God. And you will open up the revelations and reveal yourself to us as we open up your word. So, Father, we thank you and praise you for making yourself known through the teaching of the scriptures. As we learn more about who you are, we're not able to better help others know who you are by teaching and preaching sound doctrine, speaking the word of truth and love without any compromise because you honor your word and you desire to be put in remembrance of your word. You want to know what do we see when we look in the word. So we thank you, Lord God, whether it be an almond branch or whatever it might be, a cloud, oh God, whatever it might be, Lord God, a thundering God, whatever it might be, a still small voice, God, no shape that we should desire of him. But God, we just know that we, we can believe that you are who you say you are and you do everything that you promised that you would do. So may your word continue to be established in every generation. May you continue to raise up men and women that will hear your word and hear your voice, which is your word, O oh God. And so, Father, they'll respond to you and no other voice will they follow. We're calling followers of Jesus Christ, believers out of the north, the south, the east and the west right now as they're hearing this word today, God, for the first time, some maybe for the second time, third time. Maybe God has been multiple times, but we're praying today in the name of Jesus that we'll always go back to the word what thus says the Lord regardless of how far back God we have to go to study to find that answer but God in the name of Jesus we will not be haste to run off and do things God without consulting with the Holy Ghost the promise of the Father who you left with us in the earth to teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance as we need to know as we need things oh God as we need wisdom oh God we can pray for wisdom God give us wisdom you said seek it I'll give it to you liberally and then all you'll get and get understanding because it is the principal thing and so, Father, we thank you that even right now, God, creating us a clean heart and renew within us a right spirit, Lord, deliver us, God, from all the false teaching, all false preaching, God, all of the things that have been said that were not based on the word that took root in us, oh God. And so, Father, we cast those things down and out right now, God, and we embrace the truth, oh God, that it may be hidden in our hearts that we sin not against you. Cause us to know, Lord God, wisdom in our uh, truth in our inward parts and wisdom in our innermost being that we would never ever second guess you God Father but you will always speak from within you will always allow the Holy Ghost to quicken us with that word that has been hidden in our heart because you sent your word to be a light unto us in a dark place oh God a lamp unto our feet and a light in our path oh God and we receive your word to revive us and give us life Lord God and so we thank and praise you this morning oh God for your word now let the words of our mouth God hey, that have been taught by your word let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart Lord God be accepted in your sight O Lord, our firm and penitable rock in our Redeemer. So we thank you, Lord God. We bind up the spirit of rejection by despising spirit right now, the deceptive spirit right now. And Father, we release the spirit of truth. Lord God, that we will be able to recognize your small, still voice, voiceless voice. However you speak to us, we'll know that it was God and it was not man. So we give you all the praise and glory and honor. Pray for the lost of this world. We pray for the backslidden of this world. We pray for the uh, prodigal sons and daughters, the immature, the mature, those who deny the deity of Christ. We pray for them today that you give them ears to hear, Lord, that still small voice. However you speak to them, as we see you did with Job and he recognized and he didn't doubt. As we see God, that you spoke to Moses on the mountain. He didn't doubt. You spoke to Jeremiah. You spoke to everyone, God. We saw the eyewitnesses. We looked at them. We saw how they responded to you. And God, they only responded to your voice, even though some of them did it after rejection, after lack of understanding. But God, as they stayed the course and they continued persistently, God, 
Father, they were able in the end to recognize that it was God all along. Many of us can testify as we look back over our life and wonder how we got over. We know now. We can fill in the blanks now. We can know now. We can determine now that it was God ordering our steps. It was God calling us. It was God. It was God. Just like you told Jeremiah, I called you in your mother's womb. God, we believe that many of us are here today because you always had a plan for our lives. <clears throat> and we thank you that we are catching up through the word of God with that potential that you created us with, that potential to be who you created us to be, to have what you created us to have and to do what you created us to do. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for saving us. We thank you for keeping us. And we thank you that even right now we're satisfied with your word. We're satisfied with you, Lord, as our God, as our Savior. And we do not look for another voice. Your voice, God, is the voice that we strive and seek to hear each and every day as we open up your word and study the revelations of Jesus Christ, that live, living word that moves from logos on these pages to rhema in our spirits, quickening our mortal bodies, that we may know more about who you are as our Lord and our Savior, as our great God and deliverer, our healer, you know, the son of the living God, Christ, the anointed one, Lord, the yoke-destroying God. And so, Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor right now just to know who Jesus is, the only begotten of the Father. And Father, we thank you that you love this world so much that you gave Jesus Christ your only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And we're praying that someone will receive this revelation today in Jesus' name and not despise the word or reject you or deny you, but accept you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to end right there for this morning. Praise God.